0: The dream economy is here. Are you coming? Welcome. My name is Katherine Morrison. And as I've coached countless online entrepreneurs into six multiple six figure and half million dollar businesses, I've learned a lot. One of the main things is that I'm not just here to help you create a high quantity of money. It's actually pretty easy. I'm here to help you do that through the highest quality money imaginable. That means activating and amplifying your unique frequency, to take your being and form it into a magnetic, sharply differentiated brand that has clients dropping in out of the sky, salivating to work with you specifically, not someone who does that thing you do. I'm here to help you open the channel for the creation that wants to come through you, where growing your business and building demand comes from razor sharp business precision, and business growth is always tied to an expansion of your pleasure expanding your mind and your nervous system to create more, receive more, and be bigger in visibility and impact in the world than your rational mind ever imagined possible. This isn't matrix business building. It's business building through soul ascension. This isn't just business coaching. This is the timeline to your destiny. Are you ready to play? Welcome to the Ascension through Entrepreneurship podcast. Let's get started. feeling. Today, I wanted to hop on with a fun approach that I realized I have been using in my business, particularly in the last couple of months, but is an exercise that I've more or less done in my business at a couple different points. And it's been really, really useful. And I've never talked about it on the podcast before. And it's basically creating intentional time on your calendar, like likely once or twice a year, where you reconsider everything. And I'm making this podcast right now because what I realized that I've almost just intuitively been doing is I generally go and look at this process and implement this process at around the halfway point of the year. And I would say, I will call this, we titled the podcast, The Shake It Up Approach. I thought about calling it the Etch-a-Sketch Approach, but then I was like, I don't know if everyone's going to know what that means. So I'm still going to use the word Etch-a-Sketch and I'm going to tell you what it is. But the Shake It Up Approach is a perfect thing to do in July. And here is why. We go into every new year with a plan for our business right? So what are we going to do in January? Like, what does this year look like? How much revenue will I create? How will I create it? What is my plan? What are the resources I need to do that? What are the strategic investments I need to make, right? So for my company, what that looks like is I have an idea of the revenue that the company will bring in, the number of clients that we're going to welcome into our programs. I have thought through the brand and identity, right? If there's any brand alchemy work that I'm going to have to do within myself to be the entrepreneur who can accomplish that revenue number. And then we've mapped out quarter by quarter what actually has to get done in terms of launches, system and process creation and refinement, any new hires we think we'll want to bring on to make help make the vision a reality. And again, any of those strategic investments. So that's for me, I love being in masterminds. I've put my team into masterminds. My team has coaches. I have coaches. Any of that professional development things like coaches, masterminds, programs, things like that, that are going to be the tools and resources that you're going to use to actually create the results that you have, that you're like, I want to have this result by the end of the year. And I'm going to use this program, this mastermind, this coach as the resource and tool that's going to help me create that result. And then we get into executing, right? In January, we had the plan, and then we're we've spent the last 6 months executing the plan implementing the plan we have a vision and we create a plan that we believe will allow us to create that vision as a lived reality here in the 3D we plan out our part of co-creation and let the divine work through us to make it happen and of course we leave space in the plan for intuitive downloads, nudges, and spontaneous magic that drops in. That's my company and the culture we've created. It's interesting, actually. We are actually looking at how can we start to use our energetic rhythms and still be highly productive in the company. So... Based on whatever company you're building, you're going to be asking different questions based on what your values are. But I've realized as I'm scaling my company, there's a lot of things that corporate America wasn't thinking of when they were thinking of people as just like resources to extract from. And I'm just like, oh, these are magical humans. (laughs) How do we support ourselves so that we're in our highest magic, right? We had our plan in January. We've been executing the plan. But now here we are in July. And right now is a really good time to look at the plan you made in January. And listen, if you're not in a high multiple six, seven, multiple seven-figure business, your plan will not be as robust as a lot of the things I just listed. And your plan might simply be post on Instagram three times per week, Keep doing the brand alchemy work, keep going out to networking events, like up-level the way I'm showing up in the world so that I'm able to be more effective in the marketing I'm doing. That could be your simple plan right now, right? And whatever the plan was you made in January, now is the time to look at it and really evaluate how's it going, you had Q1 and Q2 to really roll up your sleeves and go all in on testing your hypotheses for what would move the needle in your business. And now after 6 months, you have the results from that experiment you have been running from executing and implementing powerfully for the past 6 months. And if you just were like I have not been implementing and executing powerfully, then that then you know your work, right? But you want to be looking at how's it going? And right now, I want you to keep that awareness in one side of your mind, right? You're starting to think through the evaluation of your plan. You know what your plan was. You know what you plan to do. You know the experiments you plan to run. And you know the results from all of that over the first six months of the year. So it's almost like I want you to hold that as that's one chapter of the book. Right. And you know the results that have cr- come from that, that you've created from that. And now holding that chapter almost like you're able in a book, you can sort of turn the page, but you know what was in that chapter. Okay. So you're going to hold that to the side in your awareness. I want to invite you to come over to the next chapter, right? To sort of double click and open another tab in your brain and visualize the plan in your mind the marketing platforms you're on, the business strategies you're using, the brand you're developing. And I want you to imagine blowing it all up. (laughs) The visualization that works for me is to imagine myself taking the business plan and seeing it like on an Etch-a-Sketch. And if you're from another country and you don't know what an etch sketch is, it's a sort of iconic kid's toy that's basically a drawing tool where you use like little knobs at the bottom to make your art, to make your drawing. And then that art will stay on the screen for as long as you leave it there. I think technically what I think the technology is, it's like something with magnets and I think little iron filaments, but we're not, we don't need to get into that, right? Basically, you just need to know it's a tool and then it stays, there's a single screen. And if you want to make a new drawing or a new creation, a new piece of art to reset the Etch-A-Sketch, you have to physically shake it. And as you physically shake it, all of the particles that had formed your previous creation fall away and you're left with a fully blank screen again. So that is the visualization that I really like to think of in my mind. It's like I imagine all of the plan on an Etch-A-Sketch and then I shake it and I see all of it just fall away. So if that visual works for you, use it. And if you still don't know what I'm talking about and you don't feel like Googling it, then this that visualization probably won't be the most powerful one for you, right? So maybe you just imagine yourself taking your January plan that was written on a piece of paper and you just visualize it going through a shredder, or you visualize, you know, ripping it off and, and crumpling it up and throwing it in the trash, right? And then seeing in front of you a new, totally empty sheet of paper and a pencil. It's a fresh start. If today was day one in your business, how would you create it? How would you build it? And in this episode, I'm not going to cover what this looks like as much from the branding side because I there's so many episodes on rebranding. And I just had a huge episode like a few weeks back on my massive rebrand, right? But if you haven't done that brand alchemy work, that could obviously come into your plan here as well. Because if if the problem isn't like, if the problem is like the potency with which you're showing up and taking up space and like masterfully, powerfully making offers and all of those things, like if that's the issue, then it's a brand alchemy issue, right? So what I'm gonna cover today won't be as relevant if you haven't done the branding work on the front end, right? But what I will say is that rebranding, it's more up-leveling the power of all the marketing you're already putting out, right? And then that rebrand washes through and makes all of your current marketing, everything you're touching, all of your offers, your trainings, everything way more effective and potent. But like when I rebranded, we kept the same general marketing structure on Instagram, right? Right. But because I just started showing up, I was taking up way more space. I became way way more dynamic, way more interesting. I began attracting way better clients, more aligned clients. So rebranding isn't necessarily even touching the business strategy or structure. It's just like taking a house a rebrand is like taking a house with good bones and renovating it down to the studs to double or triple the value of the home and resale, right? So it's like, oh, I know this is like a great house, but it's just not where it used to be. Or I know that we can make these changes and we could double the price that someone would pay for this on the market. We could triple the price that someone would pay on the market. So we're going to renovate it. That's what a rebrand is. But today I'm going to play in the land of Wait. <laughs> Are the bones of the house actually good? Or are there some parts of the house we actually want to fucking bulldoze and raise to the ground and completely reimagine and rebuild? It's interesting. I've now lived in both San Francisco and Austin during periods of massive, massive growth in terms of their value in real estate. And in both of those cities, when I lived there, it became something where. The structures, people like developers, started just buying land with houses on it, and it actually made the most sense to literally spend like a million dollars on a house in San Francisco and then just bulldoze the whole thing down to the ground and rebuild it. (laughs) And so that's what I'm looking at today is I'm looking at are there actual structural things? strategy things within the company that I could reimagine and rebuild. So today, where I'm really focusing on this, because I've already done the rebranding work, right, that's done. So now I get to look at this from a structure and strategy lens. Like for instance, in January, one of the things we didn't question was our marketing strategy. My primary platform for years now has been Instagram. So, we've just continued on that path without questioning it. But then in tandem, we've now developed way more advanced entrepreneurial strategies like running ad funnels. And it got me and the team thinking we haven't questioned everything, like, really put everything on the chopping block in a really long time. Like, we've done major overhauls on the types of content we're using on Instagram making much more visually dynamic and compelling marketing from the rebrand I did. And then we've played with different forms of content on that platform. But like, we've literally never questioned, do we want to continue to be on this platform for years, right? It's like Catherine four years ago made a decision she liked, and then Catherine today has just been running down that same track. When really in those four years, my business has drastically changed, my entrepreneurial skills have majorly up-leveled and refined and developed, and the digital landscape that we're all existing in has really matured, developed, shifted, grown Right there's like there's literally I watched Clubhouse come and explode and have its moment and wither away. Right, <laughs> it's like this is gonna be the next big thing and then it's like six months later it wasn't there. Right, and so I've seen these sort of things come and go over time. Right now it's like Threads oh, should we be on Threads? And I've stuck on my path, but I've never taken the time to just be like, is it because I like it? Right. So right now in these moments, I'm in a place in my business where I'm doing exactly what I just suggested you all do, right? In one track of my awareness, I have the current plan we've been running, the experiments and results it's creating. And in the other track of my mind, I'm etch-a-sketching and questioning everything. Now, first, to be very fucking clear, this is different from I'm trying Instagram and Instagram isn't working. So I think I need to move to another platform. Okay. That's a sure sign you need brand alchemy work (laughs) because that's making decisions from a place where like, oh, I don't have the power. The platform has the power and I just have to figure out what platform to be on. And that will make my business work. Right. So if you're, if you're in that mindset, that's a clear sign you have a brand identity problem where you don't believe you have the power to be the one that creates success, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where I exist. I've done the brand alchemy work and I understand I'm the wizard and I just point my wand at anything and I make success happen. And when you have that identity and then you have the skills of branding and messaging, you know that those are the underlying skills that are the things that when you point your wand at anything, that's what makes your marketing successful on any marketing platform, right? And so when you recognize I'm the wizard and I have the brand identity and I have the entrepreneurial skills to point my wand at anything, then you begin to look at everything from the lens of, we are fucking powerful creators. We're movers and shakers in the marketplace. And because we can make success happen anywhere we choose to, right? Anywhere we point our awareness and our energy, magic happens. So where do we want to point it? So make sure in this episode, you are deeply already doing or have done that brand alchemy work and you're deeply seated in. I know I'm the wizard. I know anywhere I point my awareness and my energy is what creates it being successful, okay? And then once you understand, that's gonna be what makes success on any marketing platform with any number of hours per week, with any team structure, but that your desire and aliveness from that place seated in your full power might be guiding you towards something in particular. And you want to notice what feels alive in you, what feels sparkly. I'm not making major decisions. I'm not like totally shaking up my company and, you know, sending emails to my team in the middle of the night being like, this is canceled, go in this direction, right? I've definitely worked in companies where CEOs did that and that did not feel good. But I am methodically contemplating and questioning everything. Like what if I just quit Instagram completely and we totally just went 100% all in on ad funnels? What if instead of doing my podcast once per week, I released an episode once every other week? Or what if I quit this podcast entirely? Now listen y'all, don't freak out. I actually really love this podcast and don't see it going anywhere anytime soon, but do you see how valuable it is for me to completely blank slate my business in my mind and ask myself, am I making this podcast once per week because I love it and I want to, this is where I choose to point my magic as a wizard, right? Where I want to point my awareness and my energy and create value for the marketplace. Or am I just making this podcast once a week because I made this decision years ago and I haven't taken the time to question it, even though my business has changed and my brand has changed and the market's changed. Like if I woke up tomorrow and somehow my podcast had blown up and been erased from some major tech glitch, would I be slightly relieved or would I feel devastated and double down on bringing it back? And for me, when I question that, I'm like, oh, I would feel devastated and I would really work to see, can we recover all of this? Luckily, we have the files saved on our end, right? But I would double down on bringing it back. That was really useful for me to see, right? I'm like, oh, I still choose this. I still choose you. I still love this. This matters to me. And it matters to my audience, right? There's a want match between what you all get tons of value from and highly desire and from what I love creating for you. And that allows such deep connection between us. And then once you're questioning sort of what are all the things I've maybe been doing, do I want to keep doing them? You want to actually go into the lane in your brain of like, what? wild and crazy things that seem so out there. Maybe you haven't even considered them as possibilities. And for this one, I have a fun story. I have a close friend who has had a really successful, like, I don't know, around $400,000, $500,000 a year coaching business for a while, but her brand has major influencer vibes. And so I just texted her a month ago and I asked her if she had ever considered promoting products that she loved and generating revenue from product placements and promotions. And because it's not a thing that she's done. And when I see other people doing that, I'm like, that's not a thing I wouldn't like to do that, but it's always felt like something that would be so aligned for her. And so I just texted and I was like, hey, we're just thinking about this. Like, have you ever thought about it? And it was so fun because she texted back like immediately in all capital letters how much she loved that idea and that that revenue stream is something that had always sort of seemed super interesting to her. And maybe years ago when she was first starting her business, that wasn't a viable revenue stream given her audience size, but now she has tens and tens of thousands of people in her audience And it might make sense to implement. And then with this same friend, we started texting about how, so she joined the brand Alchemy Accelerator and like this whole thing sort of came up of like questioning everything, like what's most aligned for me? What do I want to do? And she actually said that she's now looking into starting a modeling career as well as having her coaching business and also considering like, do I want to do product placement as a revenue stream? Like what? So fun. When she was just thinking of herself as a coach, it took her down one track in her brain. Like coaches have programs and programs looks like this. And this is how they market them. But when she opened herself up to the sea of infinite possibilities her business and brand suddenly became this delicious, dynamic wellspring of possibility and creativity. Like, what if I started making a weekly YouTube vlog? Or what if I started writing on Substack? Or right now I'm in a psychic development program, which whoo, could be a whole nother episode. It is bananas, some of the experiences I've had and Like I've already had these great intuitive abilities for myself for years, right? But I was having this experience where other people's, my clients' businesses are starting to talk to me. So I was like, I need some help (laughs) because like right now I don't, I can't control it. It just comes in. And so I went into the psychic development program and I'm really opening a lot of those gifts and abilities. And what if I decided to add psychic business readings as an offer? What? What seems so far out in wild world that maybe you've just never even brought it into your awareness as a possibility? If you'd asked me even one year ago, Catherine, are you going to be doing psychic business readings? I'd be like, what are you talking about? And now I'm just like, well, they're just sort of like intuitively coming into me. And to be clear, I'm not going to start offering psychic business readings, but it's a thing I put on the table, right? And what changes when you open up from the standard playbook you're running right now? And just for funsies, you don't have to make any decisions, but you just play for a minute—ah, more than a minute. Spend a few hours in the field of infinite possibilities. But to get there to that field of infinite possibilities, you have to truly mentally etch a sketch, shake it all up, and delete your entire current business from your mind. Remember, I'm not asking you to make decisions and actually blow everything up. I'm just asking you to go into the field of infinite possibilities where everything is possible and anything is on the table. Where there are no assumptions that your mind is making about anything your offers, your revenue streams, your marketing platforms, your business strategies, your team structure, if you have one. Which, for those of you in scaled businesses with team, this has been another really fun area we are playing in because for so long, for years now, we have had one set team structure in my business. I brought on my operations manager. She basically essentially started as a VA a little over two years ago. And the company has massively grown since then, but we haven't really questioned that structure. Like we've brought on a VA for her to have support, but recently we sat down and just questioned the entire structure. Like she has a true gift with visuals. And when you see how gorgeous our visual brand is, That is her magical execution of the vision of the brand. And she's fucking incredible. And so we had this conversation of do you actually just move out of operations and fully take on content? And then we bring someone else on to handle operations. Or then we explored the complete opposite end of that spectrum, which was. Do you stop doing content completely and really rise into the higher level operations stuff, like being a strategic partner to me that the business is really yearning for? And also, she's currently a full-time employee because she's been handling like the whole, all of it, right? Operations, content. And now we're just openly, curiously exploring the possibility of like, what if you went back down to part-time hours? And then it just got me thinking about what if my entire company is just made up of a handful of people working 20 hours per week in their absolute zone of genius, doing work they absolutely love, pouring their life force energy into something that makes them come alive, including me. I'm in my zone of genius, but what if my goal was to reduce my hours to 20 hours per week by the end of this year. And also, how's our current team communication working? In the beginning, my ops manager and I, we would just shoot ideas back and forth on Voxer. It was very much, we were sort of just building stuff as we went. But as we have moved into a much larger company, With more work streams, more moving parts and people, we've organically moved more towards a hybrid system of Voxer and email and Google Docs, but that sort of just organically happened. What if we fucking stopped for a minute and questioned, hey, is this the best way for us to communicate? I literally, we were having this conversation yesterday, right? If we had never worked together before and today was day one in a company of this scale and size with this number of work streams, with this number of people, is this the communication plan we would make? Listen, (laughs) I know I'm basically bringing up a lot. I'm like looking at the whole structure of the house. I'm like, what if we demolished that part? What if we demolished that part? So if you're feeling a little ungrounded and spinny, listening to me literally question everything, the hours we work, The team structure, roles, and responsibilities, the way we communicate, the way we market, what my recurring tasks are week to week, the marketing channels and business strategies we use. This exercise is designed to make you dizzy a little bit. It's designed to make you feel a little topsy turvy and upside down, sort of like a snow globe that has just been shaken vigorously. But remember where we started in the beginning. I am anchored and grounded in my awareness on one side with the current plan, the current structure, all of it, safely knowing, letting my nervous system know, right? That's where we can come back to. And right now, I'm just staying grounded there, anchored there. Will I allow my imagination to vividly go and intentionally remove all constraints and assumptions in this etch-a-sketch playscape in my mind? of what my company could be. And staying grounded and feeling super safe allows my imagination to roar and play and have so much fun. And it gives me the opportunity to become deeply aware of the present moment, becoming deeply attuned to my current desires, becoming deeply attuned to the energy of the business that's asking to come through me as well as bringing full clarity and awareness to the state of the current digital landscape that my business is existing in. And then from there, I can start to ask myself, if my entire business was erased, like zapped out of existence by a mischievous alien, would I take the time to bring this element of the business back? Would I start the podcast again? Would I build back the same team structure? Wouldn't my weekly calendar look like this? And if you go through your list and you're like, yes, I would choose it all again. I would build it all exactly this way. I love it all. It's all the best possibility for exactly what I want and I'm desiring. Then that's amazing. And it allows you to have a sort of reinvigorated passion for something that maybe you had just settled into. I remember actually I did this process with my marriage and there was so much of our marriage that we actually did bring back. We, we erased and released a lot and brought new stuff in, but doing this process in my marriage allowed me to take stuff that we were just already doing and have gratitude and feel reinvigorated by it. And you can do that with your business. But if you look at all the elements, the ways you're marketing, the strategies you're using, the offers you're offering, the hours you're working, and when you ask yourself if you would choose it again, if it went away, would you take the time to build it back exactly that way? Would you be doing the exact same things in the exact same way? And the answer is no, then you have the opportunity to get curious to dig into your reasons why and question whether or not you like your reasons. And if you love your reasons, then you can begin to make a plan to make some changes slowly and methodically with care and intention, right? You like love your reasons for wanting change, then yes, start to make changes. Or listen, it could be fast and methodical with care and intention, But the big thing here is to ensure that there's a conscious plan and clear direction towards your vision and not just blowing things up and creating chaos and confusion with no clear plan on what's coming in, because I see many entrepreneurs do that. And that is definitely not best practices for proper change management. (laughs) And listen, this is coming from a woman who is like massively blown up and reinvented many things in just a series of years. Okay. Listen, we are only halfway through this year. And if you've ever watched the best sports games, they're the best. We consider those sports games the best because things shift and change in really unexpected ways as the game progresses. The game doesn't end how you think it will based on what you were watching in the beginning and your business gets to be the same way in 2023. What happened in the first part of the year doesn't have to have any bearing whatsoever on what happens in the second half. Shake it all up like an Etch-A-Sketch. Go venture into the field of infinite possibilities. If the plan you made in January was completely erased from both Google Docs and your brain, and you were starting today with a blank page, would you bring it all back? Or what would you create? And listen, reach out to me and let me know what you find out there. I would love to hear what you discover on your journey as you contemplate this. All right, y'all, go shake some things up. I love you all so much. And I'll see you all next week. You are loving what you are learning on the podcast and you're ready to cultivate and radiate your unique frequency out into the marketplace so that your audience stops the scroll, sees you and drops in to buy. Your next step is joining us in the Brand Alchemy Accelerator. Once you're energetically unbound, we take the work deeper as you prepare for the solopreneur to entrepreneur transition in the pleasure and precision mastermind, more deeply cultivating your energy, and then learning to powerfully harness and direct it on the front end through the precision of your marketing and selling, and on the back end through setting up a business that feels like it's holding you, instead of you feeling like it's one more thing you have to take care of. Head to www.KatherineMorrisonCoaching.com to learn more. (music) Thank <music> you.